Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I just submitted the down payment, also the title company. It's in their hands now. And I'm actually pretty glad that Michael is handling it because, like, there is just so much correspondence. You know, we did end up buying the house together in our joint LLC. At face value, to buy a property with someone who I'm divorcing? Yes, that does sound counterintuitive and just dumb. Buying a house together at this point would probably not be the best next step. But I do feel like financially, it's a better decision for me. Are you splitting the mortgage? Who pays what? Honestly, Michael and I, we haven't quite delved into how it will break up paying the mortgage. Because we are still married and buying this home, we are 50-50 owners. My mortgage is $13,000 a month, and I'm like... That's a lot for me by myself. But I think Michael and I are in agreement that this is Ashley Darby's property and Ashley Darby's property only. Shaking my head. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from the season finale of The Real Housewives of Potomac. And I believe it's going to be one of those moments we look back on in years ahead. And we're going to say, what a dummy she was being. I mean, Ashley, snap out of it. You cannot be buying properties with this man you're divorcing. I mean, he's already such a bad man from everything we've seen. And now you're buying property with him as you're getting divorced. I mean, this is, I understand you don't want to pay the 13K mortgage, but then get a smaller house. What's your household salary? Can't that afford this? Uh, I know you were in a relationship with Luke from Summer House. Let's have him pitch in or something. I don't know. Let's figure something else out. Find a new sugar daddy or something. There's got to be some other situation here than uh, buying a property with Demon Darby because that man is not someone that you need to be on a deed with. And then it seems like she doesn't know about the finances. She doesn't seem to understand. I mean, the producers were asking her in the professional, like, well, what's going on with the mortgage? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Ashley, you need to get it together. Girl, you need to get it together because I think in two seasons, we're going to look back on this and we're going to say why she's going to be upset about something. There's going to be some problem with the deed or the mortgage or the house or whatever. And she's going to be like, I wish I never did that. And I'm going to be thinking, yeah, no shit. You should. No shit. No fucking shit. I mean, yes, excuse my language, but somebody needs to snap her out of it. We need to get Cher in there and slap her across the face like Nick Cage and Moonstruck and say snap out of it because she needs to snap out of it. She needs to get a, on a wagon wheel with Tusi and hightail it out of that house because there's no way she should be on a lease or on a um, on a mortgage with Demon Darby. I mean, it's absurd. It's absurd. And even Dean was looking. I mean, her mom, she's on the FaceTime with the mom, and you could see the mom's face. I mean, the reaction shot the mom gave all the way on FaceTime. I was still able to read her reaction shot despite the camera being a feet away from a, a cell phone in a grainy cell phone, and I was still able to see how the mom was like, what the fuck, Ashley? And I, But I just wish somebody would say, I, I don't feel like everyone's being giving her enough tough love. Love? Love? Anyway. Um, I mean, the lawyer did, I suppose. Maybe people are giving her tough love, but it's just not, it's not getting in the brain of hers. 
And Ashley, you are a grown-ass woman. And we're all rooting for you. We want you to succeed. And we want you to get out of that Demon Darby relationship. But you're not going to get it this way. And you shouldn't let men, when they, you shouldn't let anyone control the finances. I don't know. Everyone needs to be financially independent. I learned that from Ramona Singer back in the early days of Roni. She remembers she always used to tell Avery, you need to be financially independent. So even though she got rid of Mario, guess what? Ramona Singer, uh, the demon over on New York, she was able to be financially independent. As soon as Mario was cheating on her, she didn't give a fuck. She's like, well, guess what? I'm going to go live my life because I'm financially independent. And it was a good example for Avery, that other demon over in New York. Anyway, I don't really know that Avery's a demon. I just get demon vibes from Avery. Do you guys get that? <laughs> Do you get demon? I mean, I only sort of see her tangentially online. I don't really see my, I don't follow her, but sometimes people post something and I'm like, I don't know if I trust her. Uh, but the real business we got to talk about, you guys, Woo, this finale. So the Robin, the Robin business. Okay. So I don't know if you've been following what's been going on online, but they filmed the reunion and of course, in the season, we heard this thing that Karen Huger had said that Juan had this woman that looked like Karen Huger, that they were uh, hobnobbing around D.C. or something together. And Robin denied it. Remember, she called Juan on the phone when they were on vacation, and Juan's flipped out. He's like, what the fuck, Robin? You know, he's like, <laughs> going nuts. What the fuck are you saying? You know, Juan was acting like an asshole. And then it come to find out, he, they were all lying to us. They were all pulling the wool over our eyes. And come to find out, after they filmed the reunion, Robin goes on somewhere on social media or something and says, actually, that was true. You know, Juan was doing these shady things. Yet they still got married. And then Robin said, oh, sign up for the Patreon page and we'll give you exclusive tea. Now, my Patreon page, if you want to subscribe, go to everything, uh, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, and I'll give you Sex in the City recaps over on my Patreon page. And I feel like I'm not, uh, the bar is too high now because Robin is given exclusive storylines about her infidelity situation over on her Patreon. So, number one, I feel like my Patreon, I need to step it up and, you know, maybe start talking about Matt. Which, by the way, we're in an argument right now. <laughs> My boyfriend Matt and I, so we went out with friends last night. And as I happen to do when I'm out with friends, the nanny came up, of course, Fran Drescher, who I love. And Matt kept saying, like, he kept doing this thing. He's like, Mr. Wharton. And he kept saying to the to the group, he kept saying, Mr. Wharton. And he was, like, doing this terrible impression, first of all. And everyone's, like, looking at him, like, what the fuck are you saying? And he just kept saying it over and over, like, Mr. Wharton. And I... Of course, I knew, because I know this man, unfortunately, that his brain was working in this way of he thought he was saying Mr. Sheffield, but he don't know the nanny. And so he just kept saying Mr. Wharton. And he was like kind of doing like a boston accent, I guess, which I'm, I understand Matt's not like a, an actor on SNL or something. He can't do a bunch of character work. But I was still so upset because he kept, just kept saying Mr. Wharton. And I was like, oh, you mean Mr. Sheffield? And I was so embarrassed because... If there's one thing I pride myself on, it's being an expert in the nanny. And so the fact that my significant other of uh, 13 years just kept saying Mr. Wharton instead of Mr. Sheffield. Like, who the fuck is Mr. Wharton or Walton? I don't know. what. The, I, I mean, it was so embarrassing. And everyone's just looking at him like, what the fuck is he saying? And I'm like, you know what? Unfortunately, uh, he's not as cultured as the rest of us gays. And so he just kept saying, Mr. Wharton. Anyway, maybe I need to hop on Patreon and just, I shouldn't have given all that information away here because I should have gone on Patreon like Robin Dixon was doing. Anyway, so then people had to like pay for the information about this. Meanwhile, she's on a reality show that's supposed to be about her life. We find out she's been lying the whole season. We find out uh, allegedly it doesn't seem to come up at the reunion. 
And so then the, uh, the um, Bravo descriptions of the three-part reunion come out the other day, and it's revealed that in part three of the reunion, Andy has a post-reunion sit-down with Robin – where he has to go through this whole situation with Juan and uh, the Patreon page and all this stuff. And you know Andy was pissed about that. I'm sure the whole Bravo fucking network was pissed because they were like thinking, why is Robin giving away this storyline on Patreon of all places? Why was she lying the whole season? Why didn't this come at the reunion? And now Andy's got to go film a whole separate thing, which you know Andy don't want. Andy's a busy man. He's got books. He's doing every reunion. They just announced that he's doing the reunion for that Traders show on the Peacock. So he's reuniting everyone. He's got the nightly talk show. He's got two kids just adopted a new baby or had a new baby via surrogate. And so he's a busy man. And yet he's got to go film a whole new ass thing with Robin because of all these shenanigans. And you just know that they were incredibly pissed because why wouldn't they be pissed? Why wouldn't they be pissed? But guess what? Bravo always gets the last laugh. They call it the Bravo wink. And I was worried this episode because we get to the end and we're going to be skipping to the end right now, and then we'll get backwards. But at the end of the episode, it's revealed. All of a sudden, Robin is like, oh, yeah, by the way, change of plans. We're in Maryland now, and they were going to do the wedding in Jamaica. The parents were upset, which story-wise, this is all over the fucking place, because we saw her sit down earlier in the episode with the parents, and the parents were pissed that they couldn't be in Jamaica for this stupid wedding. And then uh, it, they're not even in Jamaica. And so then they're in Maryland. So change of plans. We felt like Jamaica wasn't right, she said. And then she says, I'm so happy we didn't do Jamaica. And there's makeup artists there. We see a whole montage of Juan and Robin pretending to be romantic with each other. And it's literally a 10-minute wedding special at the end of the episode of Potomac. Not a single other housewife was there. Not a single other cast member. Not even uh, Giselle, which guess what? That is, it, this is all a sham. And they need to be careful about this because too much is coming out these days. Now we're finding out that maybe Giselle and Robin aren't even that close. Because although there weren't a lot of people at this 10-minute sham wedding that was tacked on to the end of the finale, it does seem uh, that Giselle, at the very least, should be there. They host a podcast together. They're touring. And we're supposed to believe that they're besties. Well, now I don't even believe that they're besties. This is a business relationship, and we're all being bamboozled. And guess what? Over on uh, my interview with Heather Gaya from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I don't know if you caught this, if you listened to the interview that came out last week, but she said that her and Jen, and I'm paraphrasing, so you might have to go listen, but that her and Jen basically just met before the show started filming, and then we're led to believe that their writer dies. And so I'm getting in my head like, oh, nothing we know to be true is true. Nothing we know to be true is true. Like They need to be careful about this. So I'm not even seeing Jizzy at the wedding for Robin and Juan that was tacked on at the end of the 10 minute episode, or end of the episode for 10 minutes. And so I'm already kind of skeptical about this whole thing. And you know Bravo was pissed. They couldn't get even a whole wedding special out of this. And then everything changes. Uh, we see them get married. Well, Aunt's nails were also very shiny. I don't know if you caught that. He's very hydrated because that man, when they did a close-up of the rings, I thought he's got really hydrated nails. Sometimes, especially with men, they do a close-up of the nails. They don't have the manicure. And, uh, you know, the women always, especially for a wedding on TV, they get the manicure, they get the nails looking all nice, and the men sometimes they got the dry-ass nails. But here was Juan, fully hydrated. And then they marry. And then Robin says to all the haters that talk shit uh, if you want because I don't care. And I'm 
I'm watching this and I'm like, this is so stupid because we know that not only did he cheat before, but then he also cheated very recently and then they still went through at this wedding and it's like, and we complain because we also want the best for her. We want the best for Robin. And now it's not happening because she's ending up with this man who continuously cheats on her. And it's obvious that she's embarrassed by it because she's hiding and stories are changing and then saving stuff for Patreon. Anyway, guess what? Despite the fact that I was so upset and worried that she was just going to leave the episode, leave the finale, looking wonderfully, uh, the Bravo editors, they put up a title card. That's right. They put up a title card. Just So they had to add this title card at the very last second. And you know, with, uh, with broadcast stuff, they have to be very tight on time. Although this was a supersized episode, they still have to plan this out in advance. So even adding just one second, they got to cut a second somewhere else, right? So they added this at the very last minute. And guess what it says? It says, five months later, Robin admitted that Juan had been inappropriately communicating with another woman prior to their wedding. The couple claims to have worked through the issue. Keyword there is claims. That's their, that's the little Bravo wink I'm talking about. If you're not familiar, that's when Bravo does a little editing trick to make the women look stupid. We love it. Now, they had to add this at the last second. And I'm also worried they're going to have to add some of these title cards to the reunion because if they talk about Juan and Robin and all this stuff at the reunion and she was lying about it or wasn't being truthful about it. Now, I, initially thought that maybe this would mean Robin for sure wouldn't be back next season, which I, I, I kind of think that that should happen. However, the fact that Andy was doing like a full sit down with her after the reunion leads me to believe that they are invested in this and that maybe they're looking at it as a storyline for the future. And so maybe next season she'll come back, the women will confront her, there'll be a whole thing about it. But I don't know, I worry, over on Atlanta House, I remember uh, Kenya and Mark, that was the whole situation because Kenya didn't want to share much about Mark or Mark didn't want to be in TV. I don't remember the logistics. And so Kenya ultimately ended up leaving the show and coming back the following year or two years later or whatever. And so I wonder what will happen with Robin. But the fact that they're filming a whole new thing, which, uh, I mean, come on, Andy's busy. He's got to do all that. So that was shocking to me that they added the title card. I don't know what's going to happen with Robin. We're going to have to wait with, wait and see. Go to bravotv.com for more information. But for now, let's back up a little bit, shall we? Actually, let's take our break here, and then we're going to back up, and we're going to talk about the rest of this. we got so much to talk about. we got to talk about Cha-Cha trying to get her business uh, in at the finale party for Candace's Insecure video, which I love that song. Giselle was shading that song, and I think it's a fantastic song. Insecure. It's gotten stuck in my head. And Giselle said she couldn't remember anything. And I don't know. I thought Giselle's. Jizzy's a little jealous, I think, because Candace has become the breakout star. But you better watch because when you become the breakout star, guess what happens? Next season, you're the villain. So, Candace, I hope that we have a good season going forward. But look over on Miami House Size. Alexia has become the villain this season. Last season, she was the, the golden child, the golden goose, the star. 
And she even said this season, I'm a star. Well, guess what? Alexia's not being the star this season. People are turning because they take us on this roller coaster. Heather Gay was a fan favorite. And then this season, terrible season in Salt Lake City. So I'm just saying, let's, uh, let's see what happens. They keep us on this roller coaster. So, uh, let's take our break here. And I want to remind you all that you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go to everythingiconic.store for merch. And then we still have tour tickets available for April. And we'll be right back. Oh, and thank you to ACAST. We'll be right back. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. And we're back. Rita Moreno. Okay, so after that scene where Ashley's talking about the mortgage and she's telling her mom about the property and uh, all that stuff, then we see this montage of all the yells. So the finales aren't always my favorite episode because we have to wrap up all these storylines and sometimes that cannot be fun. And so I always like the penultimate episodes of the Real Housewives seasons because those are the ones where you get all the juicy stuff. And then the finale, we're just kind of winding down. We're prepping for the reunion. So although this episode was great, I just prefer the episodes before the finale. And so this, uh, this point in the episode, we're getting all the catch up. So we're seeing Jizzy on her roof getting the branches. You know, she's just yelling by branches at her branches on her roof, which was funny to me. So I feel like that was her whole storyline this season. Like what did, what was Giselle's storyline? I mean, I don't know. And she, I, she, may, she mixes it up and she does 
uh, stir the pot a lot, but I don't know what happened with Giselle this season. I feel like she sort of lost the pot a little bit. And then we see Robin and Juan at the basketball court. I do not care for the two of them. And then we see Candace paying her bills and we see Karen. Oh, she's Karen's still working with the candle maker and she's doing the three wick and she just got that restocked. And then she's doing the new exclusive limited edition four wick, which I have some problems with this. Okay. Do you want to talk about the pricing on these four wicks? Uh, Karen Huger, Karen Huger, my grand dame, she's offering her limited edition four wick for $130. Now, this is insane to me. This is $130. Now, I know it's four wicks, but guess what? You know that Kathy Hilton candle? It's not her brand candle, but remember she brought it to parties. It's the Voluspa candle. I think I'm saying that right. Voluspa, which those are like a really glamorous candle. It's a five wick. It's humongous, tall, giant. Those Voluspa candles are the best. And those are $235. And Karen's offering her candle for $130, $100 less, but still, I don't even think we should be in the, in the same ballpark as the Vluspa candles. I'm probably saying that wrong. But uh, the fact that Karen's charging $130, I'm like, Karen, let's, Ray needs to step up and Ray needs to wake up and tell her to wake up and offer these for a cheaper price because a four-wick candle, they don't look as, they look like a quarter of the size as the Vluspa. Look up that one. It's like V-O-L-U-S-P-A. But they're really tall and humongous. And they're five wicks, but they're giant. And so the fact that Karen's not even... Karen's charging $135. Karen, you know I love you. But you gotta cool it. Anyway, Karen calls Mia. And Mia Mia actually got sick from the strip club chicken wing, which I was saying last week. I said, you all shouldn't be eating all this food at the strip club. I'm sorry. I actually took some heat for that. Somebody messaged me and said, you shouldn't knock the food at a strip club because it could be often very good. And guess what? Uh, Mia had some chicken wing and did not get, uh, it was gotten sick from it. Anyway, Mia tells Karen about Cha-Cha coming after her at the strip club. And Karen is mad that Mia didn't defend her. And I got that. And Karen is the kind of person where she reminds me of, like, you know when a parent says, like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. I felt like that was the vibe that Karen was giving Mia. Like, I'm not mad at you, I'm just disappointed. Which, by the way, Mia, you guys, she's just, every week, (laughs) every week it's just revealed that, like, Mia's lying about something. And the fact that when they confront her about it, she just sort of laughs it off. I love because last week or the past couple of weeks on the show, there was this whole thing about, uh, about Mia and Wendy and Mia was trying to get after Wendy's Rita Moreno. And then Wendy went after Mia's Sally Field. And this was a whole thing that was happening on the show. And then come to find out that Mia just made up the whole thing. And Wendy confronted her and was like, uh, Mia, why did you say that I wanted your Rita Moreno? And Mia just laughed it off, and they were like, oh, ha, 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 he, he, he. And it was like, Mia, you're just, every single week, somebody's like, you lied about that thing. And she's like, ha, ha. It's like, Mia. (laughs) And I kind of love how easy breezy it all is with everyone. Not just Mia, because Mia's response is funny, that she just is like laughing off every big lie that she tells on every cast member. But then I also like that now the other cast members are just laughing it off. Like, Wendy's like, oh, that's funny. And then Wendy did say, she's like, if Mia would have asked to get after my Sally Field, then I might have said yes. And so, I don't know, Mia needs to, uh, Mia's great in, in this way, but I don't know that she could keep on lying. I think she needs to cool it for next season. Uh, anyway, then we cut to Robin with her parents and the mom, mom, 
doesn't like the drapes on the floor. And I agreed with her. Do you guys agree with that? Because Robin had the new drapes in the house. And then the mom was like, you can't have the drapes touching the floor. And I agreed with that. Everything else about the scene I didn't want to talk about because it's all bullshit lie. Everything we've been told is a lie. A lie. Then, speaking of lies, then we see Mia. Oh my God, you guys. This was the best. This was the best. Mia and Gordon at the doctor's office. Now, we want the best for Mia's health. And I understand the nuances with health situations. You go to the doctor, they tell you one thing, or they scare you, or you don't know the terms, and then you hop on Wikipedia and you get nuts, right? We've all been there. The doctor says, oh, your uh, X, Y, or Z is a little bit low when we when you do the physical. And then you go on Wikipedia, and all of a sudden it says you got all these ailments. And so we freak ourselves out. That's why you can't go online, too, with the health stuff. you got to just talk to your doctor. Just ask your doctor, like, what the fuck does this mean? And then they'll tell you, you don't have to fucking worry about it, or you do have to fucking worry about it. But when you hop on the WebMD or the Google, and my mom, by the way, my mom is always calling me. She hops online. She's like, Dan, I saw this somewhere. And she keeps saying she saw things somewhere. And I just had to yell at her because she also got scammed by, um, she got scammed, was it Suzanne Summers or, no, it was um, Sylvester Stallone's wife. <laughs> Did I tell you this? Did I tell you this? My mom got scammed because she ordered something, some product, and then she didn't realize that she chose like recurring. You know how when you order something, and Amazon has this occasionally too, if you like order vitamins or something from Amazon, you have to buy it one time or it could do a recurring. And so she just kept getting in the mail like this product. And she called me up. She's like, Dan, how do I stop this? It keeps coming and they're charging my card. And then I had to have her like forward me the email. And I was like, mom, you signed up for recurring. So she just has like a hundred moisturizers from Sylvester Stallone's wife. I don't even know. (laughs) And she also, I mean, she'll buy anything from Suzanne Summers. She's like obsessed with Suzanne Summers Instagram lives. Anyway, she'll also call me and be like, I saw this online. And I'm like, well, where did you see it, mom? She's like, it just came up on my phone. And like, where did it come up on your phone? She was telling me she read that Skittles are really bad for you. And I'm like, mom, this is why you need to get off the internet. I saw it somewhere. I saw you can't eat Ritz crackers. They're bad for you. I was like, where'd you see it? It came up on my phone. It's like, where did it, where did it come up on your phone? Anyway, so Mia arrives at this doctor. She brings the husband and the camera crew along with her. And she says, the doctors ruled out life-threatening stuff. And the whole thing has given me a new perspective. Then I'm thinking, I'm thinking some primary care physician or specialty doctor is going to come in. And I don't mean this as shade to the person who walked into that room, but it was a dermatologist that showed up. And so I, again, we love a dermatologist and dermatologists do serious business too. I'm not saying that they're not serious doctors. I'm just saying I was expecting an oncologist or something to show up. And then it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're at a, a derm office, which is, again, great. It's just not what I was expecting. Then it's revealed that then the dermatologist says, well, you, we have sarcoidosis. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sarcoidosis. I don't know. Uh, but she is saying this and I'm like, oh, OK, so that's so this was a dermatology issue. She had sarcoidosis or whatever the fuck it was called. And then the doctor's like, you don't have that. And I'm like, okay, like what is going on? And then, <laughs> then it's revealed that she has a rash. A rash, all that for a rash. And look, I'm not saying that a rash uh, isn't a, a problem, right? We, if you get a rash, you got to take care of it. But I'm thinking something really serious is going to be revealed. And the doctor's like, yeah, you have a rash. A dermatologist told you you have a rash. And the first episode of the season she was presenting is something totally different. It reminded me, of course, of our our dearly departed Kim Zolciak from the Real Houses of Atlanta when she found out in the Chili's parking lot 
you know, my favorite moment from the Real House of Atlanta when she was at the reunion, she said, Andy said, so you had cancer? And she's like, no, well, actually I was in a Chili's parking lot and found out that I didn't. And she's talking about her wigs and why she's got to wear a wig. And they're all so fucking confused. And I felt like that was, this was that scene and I left it. I loved it. Then we cut to Jizzy with the daughters, and I love seeing Jizzy with the daughters. The daughters are well off. They're good. They're good girls, and I love them. And it, I think Giselle, although I have problems with the Jizzy, when I see her with them kids, I get a tear in my eye because I just think she's a good mom. I think she's messy for this show, and she's probably not a good friend in real life. But when it comes to those daughters, I think she did a great job. And so I got to give her that every time, every single time. And she's going through her own health issues. She's got the fibroid thing. And so we want her to be healthy and safe. And the girls are supportive of her and her journey. And she's just a good mom. And I love him. I love him. And it reminds me of Vicki Gunvalson, of course, from uh, of Orange County fame, of Coda de Gaza fame. And it reminds you of Brianna, because although Brianna ended up marrying a demon, I always thought she was very well-balanced, and so I always rooted for Brianna. She seemed like a very smart, stable young woman, and despite the fact that she ended up with a demon, but sometimes the demon housewives end up having non-demon spawn. Do you get what I mean? That's usually the cycle, and I don't know if it skips a generation, but Vicky had Brianna, and then the other one, her other son, who seems like a very well-balanced, normal, lovely young man. And, and kind of attractive. I saw a photo of him, and I was like, actually, I was like, whoops, <laughs> whoa. Uh, and I was like, he can go after my Rita Moreno. And then uh, I found him very attractive. But so sometimes it skips a generation. So Brianna's kids will probably be demons. Um, maybe they'll take after the father. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Maybe I'm worried about him. Uh, okay, so then uh, what happens? We see Wendy, uh, Karen, and Wendy get on the phone together. Professor Acefo gives a great, uh, great quote, and I love her. I love Dr. Wendy. I do. I just love her. And they, I feel like they tried to ice her out this season, and guess what? It never works. Housewives, if you're listening to this podcast, do not try to ice someone up because it will always backfire in your face and you'll look like the fool. And I feel like that happened here this season. I think they tried to Robin and the other one, they, the green-eyed bandits and Cha-Cha, they tried to team up and they tried to ice out Wendy. They didn't invite her to the bachelorette party. They didn't invite her to that bullshit barbecue game night or game day. And now, guess what? I'm ending the season. I'm like, I like Dr. Wendy even more than I did at the beginning. Even more. So don't do it. Housewives, I know some of the housewives listen to this podcast because you DM me and yell at me. And so I just have to say that if you're listening and you're going into a future season, be careful because the Bravo wink, the Bravo editors will not make you look good if you're trying to ice somebody out because the Bravo people do not want that. So anyway, I was happy for uh, Professor Wendy. Then Candace, we see... um, we see the Candace release party. Dorothy's there. I didn't get enough Dorothy this season. Actually, I was pissed. That's one thing I'm pissed about. We got barely any Dorothy. Dorothy's always given us such good moments of television. And anyway, she's there. And it was funny because Candace wanted an announcement of her presence. <laughs> she's like, is somebody going to announce my presence? And it was like, you were there already. Like, you were already present at this party. And she's like, I need someone to announce me. And it's just such a housewife thing. Like, please get on a microphone and announce me, despite the fact that I've been uh, chatting with all of you forever. And she's got bloggers there. She's got people she don't know. She's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And they're like, she's saying hello. She's doing that like, hey, how are you? And then she turns around. She's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. We've all been there. And then, (laughs) and they're all fanning themselves. Do you catch that? 
they all had cha-cha was just like waving herself with the papers and and jizzy was waving herself down because it looked hot in there and i just want to behoove you all if you're having an event and i don't sometimes i think maybe bravo production because when you're filming something they don't want the audio they don't want the air conditioning going or the fans going because then it gets picked up on audio but if you're in a hot climate going to need air conditioning. So I'm not sure what we got to do, but bravo. Need to put on the air conditioning because I would not want to be there and have to fan myself with a, a a pamphlet or whatever at the CD or video release party. Anyway, Karen was there. She ordered, I believe, a ginger ale and vodka, which was surprising to me. One of the most surprising things of the whole episode because I just didn't picture her drinking a ginger ale and vodka. Shocking. Then Ashley shows up. I think Ashley was extra messy this season in terms of stirring the pot with the others because she knew the husband or former husband or whatever wasn't going to be filming, and that's usually what is her storyline. And so I think she was extra messy this season. Uh, Escala was there, which I, I like looking at. I like when Escala just like pops in the background. I like when she does a little Escala cameo. I'm rooting for it. I don't want her back, and I don't think she—I <laughs> don't think she would make a good housewife. But I like when she pops in. Uh, then this is when Wendy calls out Mia, and they all laugh it all out. And then uh, Robin's showing up late because she's at a shower or something. They do speeches. Candace, this was great. Candace thanks the Lord and her family, and she starts crying. It was as if I was watching the Grammys, which I think the Grammys are coming up this week. And I would like Candace to get a Grammy number one. That's number one on my uh, things to say list. Get Candace a Grammy. Um, number two, I think this was a prelude and a moose-bouche to Candace getting a Grammy because she was just accepting an award that wasn't existing because she was standing up in front of all those people. And she's saying, I like to thank the Lord. I'm like, what are we thanking the Lord for? And we know with with any award show, when you see these people, I'm like, I have to thank the Lord. I'm like, for what? <laughs> I mean, God bless. But it's just as like we're thinking like the Lord is so uh, busy making sure you finish the insecure music video with Trina. Like that's it's so bizarre. Like as if the Lord doesn't have other as if she don't have other things to do than making sure you finish the insecure video and get to show your friends if you and Trina are singing the song. I mean, it's like the Lord, our Savior, she is not worried about all that stuff. And with the awards, too, when you see the, the Grammys or Academy Awards and all of a sudden somebody's up there like, I'd like to thank God. And I'm like, God, don't give a shit that you won the award for your performance in the Fablemans or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't believe that God is busy with that. I don't, I, there's so many other things. The God's busy. She's got to worry about all these uh, climate change and, and natural disasters. And uh, I mean, there's plenty of things that God is worried about, but I don't think finishing that insecure video is one of them. Sorry. Uh, then, but I do like that she could give the speech and they had to give her a pre-folded napkin. Like they had the napkin folded. They had the napkin was ready to give to Candace and she was just crying. Meanwhile, you guys, I think Chris, the husband, uh, I'm afraid to even say this. I mean, pull over for driving because it was one of the most shocking things I've seen. I, I think I just said that Karen ordering the ginger ale and vodka was surprising, but even more surprising was... Uh, and I'm going to call it out. Chris was wearing capris. I think he was wearing capris. And I'm not sure if they're back in style. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just, I, I they were capris. And at first I thought maybe the pant leg was just like bunched up a little too high. But I think they were capris. They were capris. He, Chris Bassett was wearing capris. I think he was wearing capris. I mean, I only caught it at one point, but they were, what's a capri? Uh, what's the definition of a capri? Can we look that up? 
I wish I had a producer here. I would look up the definition of a capri because I need, I need someone to tell me what uh, it is because I believe them to be capris. I mean, he had the the blouse on and the capri pants. Um, okay, let me see. I'm going to look this up. I'm sorry to do this to you, but we got to look this up. Okay, uh, a capri pant is a close-fitting calf-length tapered trouser, usually worn by women and girls. And so he was wearing uh, he was wearing capri pants. Close-fitting, they were, yes, check that on the box. Check that box. Chris Bassett was wearing close-fitting pants. Check. They were calf-lengthed, uh, lengthed, how am I saying that word? Calf-lengthed? That's a tough saying. Woo! Anyway, he, check that box. They were tapered. I think they were tapered. I mean, I have to go back and look, but were they tapered? Check, check, and check. Chris Bassett was wearing capri pants. He had capris on. I'm sorry, ladies. Somebody go back and check the footage. Roll it back. Maybe Andy, I hope he gets to, into that at the reunion, because I need to know, was Chris pa- Bassett, was he wearing a capri pant? Which, nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to shade uh, him. I'm just, it was surprising to me. And God bless you, wear capri pants. I'd like to thank God for Chris Bassett wearing capri pants, because I, I, I'm i grateful. And, you know, he looked good. I think I'm sort of attracted to Chris. So the fact that he was wearing capris, I didn't mind it. I'm just saying he was. He was, and nobody even said anything. Nobody said, hey, Chris, I like your Capris. At least not on camera. Nothing that I saw. And so, I don't know, maybe they're in, and I'm. it's very possible. It's actually more than possible, because I'm a Maxinista, so by the time I get my fashions, they're five years late. So uh, it's possible that these Capri pants are like the new thing. Sometimes I hop on TikTok or something, and then they're saying, oh, these are the styles for 2023. I'm like, What? And it, I feel like I'm in the wild, wild west because I'm like, what are these fashions? You know, I'm not, I'm not fashionable. I just was at the 80 for Brady red carpet, you guys, and I wore the same thing as Harry Hamlin. I was there. He was there with Lisa Rana. I only saw them from a distance, but I wore the same outfit, like the same outfit as Harry Hamlin. And so I had to like avoid him. It's like a, <laughs> he's like an octogenarian, which no, no problem there. I'm just saying he's like. 70 plus and I posted about it online and everyone's like you wore it better than Harry Hamlin and I was like I hope he's 45 years older than I am (laughs) I pray to God that I wore it better than him because I mean he's the sexiest man alive but he's still upwards of 40 years older than I am and yet I was showed up so that goes to show you my fashion which by the way I was like that was my first time ever on a red carpet and I just have to say I brought a (laughs) I went with my friend Jenna and I was nervous because I don't even know how those things work. Like the, I'd never walked a red carpet like that before. I've been on the other side of it, I guess, a couple times interviewing people, but that was my first time like walking on a red carpet. And I was nervous because I had to show up. Uh, you had to get there early and there's traffic in LA. And so I was running late. I, I mean, my meeting ran late. And so as I'm leaving the house, I grab uh, my chomp beef stick and then. <laughs> You know those beef sticks. I, those are whatever. So I put that in my pocket, in my front pocket, and I wasn't paying attention. So initially, when I got on the red carpet, I just had like a chomp beef stick, and luckily I caught it before any photos, because otherwise, my friend was like, "Danny, you got to get the chomp beef stick out of your pocket," because otherwise, it would have been all the photos. And when they take those photos, they just live on the internet forever. And uh, so then I would have just had these photos of me with like a beef stick popping out of my pants. And I would have looked like an asshole. My friend was like, give me the beef stick. And thank God. But also thank God that I had it because when you get hungry in the theater, you got a beef stick. But, uh, you know, you got to be careful when you hit those red carpets. So I don't know if Harry Hamlin had a beef stick, but what I'm saying is uh, I don't know the fashions. And so hopefully, um, 
Capris are in. And even if they're not, maybe he's going to make them in. Maybe he's a trendsetter, Chris Bassett. Good for him. I'm sorry, I just spent 10 minutes on Chris Bassett's Capri pants. So anyway, that's what you get when you come here. Um, and C80 for Brady, you guys, it's lovely. I really had the best time. You know, I just love seeing these older actors uh, who are still at the top of their game. And although I, I wish they would be in every movie, I mean, but the fact that they get to have fun and... I don't know. I just thought it was a fun movie, like a fun time at the movies. Like we, I, we, I just want to check out. I want to see my old gals doing fun stuff and hanging out and having a good time. And just, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. But I love book club. I love those movies. Give me all of them. I need all of them going on vacations and doing fun things together because it's just, I think that's what we need these days. And so I had the best time ever. I had the best time ever. So what else? Robin slithers into this uh, video release party. Jizzy tells Karen about the Bachelorette and says that Mia called her a prostitute, which this is just Giselle being messy because Mia, as she says, she said, no, I just asked if they were saying you were a prostitute. And as they're talking about this, Ray's, someone's hopping up Ray, you know, he's there. And Karen's like, Ray, you can leave. And then so Ray stumbles off for a nap. And then the gals talk about all this stuff with the, Whatever, but they're trying to take down Karen the Grand Tom too, and that's not working. That's not working at all. She, it, that's not working because Karen's not engaging. Cha cha, the whole cast, they want Karen to engage. And you know what Karen's doing? She's telling the drama, no. Tell the drama, no. She said, no. And oh, Cha Cha, I'm not engaging in this. And they're trying to get a rise out of her. They're trying everything they can. And Karen says, look, I'm a mother. I'm a member of the community. I'm an ambassador of Surrey County. I don't have to respond to this. I don't have to respond to this. And that's why she's the grand dame. She's telling the drama now. She's saying, look, I'm an ambassador of Surrey County. She don't need this. And then Ashley says she should just be open about her relationship. And I'm thinking, Ashley, you of all people should not be saying that because Demon Darby was caught on camera on doing all these sexual things. And I think she was denying it for so long, too. So like, get out of here. Then uh, Cha-Cha, she, every time Cha-Cha tries to get involved, you guys, I find it embarrassing. I do. She, I do. Karen, as soon as Cha-Cha came up, Karen's like, I hear you, but I'm not listening, <laughs> which I loved. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just falling flat with Cha-Cha. It just is. And then when Robin shows up, too, she's wearing white. Did you catch that? She's like, this is the closest you'll see me as a bride. And I was like, that, what the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, Mia tells Karen there's more. She says someone's saying she's dating this restaurateur and fucked in the bathroom, and they're bleeping the owner's name in the restaurant. But Mia said she heard it last year, way before Cha-Cha brought it up. She says it's not Cha-Cha's fault. It's, uh, I heard it a long time ago. And Karen says she would admit it if it were true. And then Karen says, I think this was in her confessional, she says she reached out to the restaurant owners, and they don't even know who Mia is. <laughs> Oh, they don't even know who Mia is. I love it. I love it. And then Robin says that Karen's storming off is a pattern. And I was like, Robin, I'm not listening to anything you say because you've been lying to my face. And I do not appreciate it. As a viewer of this franchise, I expect some level of transparency. And I do not believe Robin has given it to us. And it, that's not does not make me happy. Does not make me happy. Uh, but anyway, Candace gives a speech. They do make like a, they put a flower down and they're like, that's Karen. Because Karen left before they were doing their cast speech. And it made me laugh. Candace gave the speech, uh, and Karen's gone. Ashley wants to talk to Chris. Candace and Ashley talk about that, and Candace's like, I don't think Chris wants to talk right now. And then she's like uh, talking about the Sesame Street character, which part of me thinks that 
they've just referenced the Sesame Street character too many times. But then when she was talking about it this week, when Candace was saying, uh, you know, it's giving nope, she said, and she was like, your Sesame Street character, it's still making me laugh. Like, it, I, I had like a loud guffaw when Candace said something about the Sesame Street character. And so, although I was anticipating that being a played out phrase, the Sesame Street thing, it still brought me a lot of joy. And so, um, I, I suppose it bucked the trend. It bucked the trend because I went into this episode thinking, I don't want to hear about the Sesame Street character again. And then Candace said, Sesame Street character, and I guffawed. So there you go. Ashley does ultimately walk up to Chris. Chris starts to explain himself. And Ashley says she was mad about Twitter. He should be off Twitter. I mean, these husbands should be off Twitter. We all should be off Twitter, to be honest with you. Because I don't know that any good's coming out of it. And so, although we're all on it, or I am at least, uh, maybe we shouldn't. Because I don't think any good is coming from Twitter. And it just is what it is. But I will still be there if you want to follow me at Danny Pellegrino. And <laughs> Ashley says that Chris's actions were questionable. And that's when Chris walks away. And Candace says, I have retired from trying any friendship with Ashley. So I don't know that they can come back from this, although I'm rooting for them to. I just don't know. Next season is going to be tough. I think they're all going to have a problem with Candace becoming a star. Especially if Candace wins that Grammy that I'm wrongfully predicting she will. She certainly won't this year, but I do hope that one day Candace wins a Grammy. And if that happens, guess what? This whole thing is going to blow up. They're all going to be pissed because I'm, there's one thing I've learned from Housewives. It's that when one of them becomes a star, the other ones don't like it. They try to take them down. They try to take them down like they did with Grand Dame this season, like they did with Dr. Wendy this season. They don't want other people to share that spotlight. Anyway, the end of the uh, this part of the episode, before that 10-minute tack-on wedding special that was all a big lie that they bamboozled us with, uh, we had up the title card. So Ashley, it says she moved into her home in October. She briefly dated Luke, uh, Maple Syrup from Summer House, and then they called it quits. Although I'm hearing rumors that they were like back together again or something. And good for her. I mean, he's hot man, so I hope she got that. I hope that she got a piece of his. Sally Field. Because who wouldn't, ladies and right? I mean, I'd like to jump on that tree and try to get some syrup out. Rita Moreno. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to tap some maple syrup from that tree. If you know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm saying. Then Candace is her... I'm inappropriate today. Uh, Candace says she went on a... Hers says she went on a five-city tour. She's seeing more of Chris, who's no longer working at that hotel. And this was funny. Immediately following that, we got Karen's. And Karen's also on a five-city tour with her variety hour. And I just love that. They're both on five city tours. And it made me feel bad once again, because I'm going to be on a three city tour in uh, April. And I was like, I need to add a couple dates so I could be like them. All the housewives are doing five cities and here I am doing three. What the fuck is that about? I got to get my agent on the line. We need to get, we need to book two more because uh, there's no way I, I got to compete with those two. Uh, Jizzy, she is recovering from her surgery and we want the best. And I'm actually excited because Jizzy, it was revealed that she's dating the young Man, the other hot man from Winterhouse, who they fired, by the way. They got rid of him. They got rid of Luke. They got rid of Andrea. They got rid of all the hot men. And yet we got uh, that other one, Austin. And uh, I mean, come on. We still got to look at them. I don't know if they're going to be on Summerhouse, but I think that one guy, Craig's friend, is going to be on the new season of Summerhouse. That one from, and there's too many of them. There's too many houses, too many people I don't like showing up in those houses. I mean, I'm excited for the new season of Summer House, which I think is coming this week. I, I don't know if I should say this, but I saw the premiere and it was good. So I am excited about the season. However, I don't need to see 
Austin and Craig. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So then we said Jizzy. Wendy's, she's, Wendy's update was so funny, you guys. What the fuck was this? Wendy's title card just said, she's been kickboxing and drinking a gallon of water. Like, what? <laughs> what? That, what is that update? Like, what? They're all doing these things. Like, and I'm sure Wendy has more going on in her life. And I think that her drinking the gallon of water was like a reference to her. Did she have kidney stones or what was her health issue? But it just was still so funny because it was like, okay, I'm sure Dr. Wendy, she's got all them degrees and everything. She's on TV talking about women's rights and stuff on MSNBC or whatever. And yet the only update they could come up with was that she's kickboxing a lot and drinking a gallon of water. Oh, that made me laugh. And then Mia says her health is stable, unlike her finances. Oh my God, you guys, it said that, unlike her finances. Wait, did it say that? Yeah, her health is stable, unlike finances. She and Gordon lost control of their franchises and moved out of their house. And you know what I thought as soon as I saw that title card? That just secured Mia another season. Because now we got to see all that play out. She lost all the, the backbreaking business. that, And I'm talking about the chiropractic offices, not the other stuff with Jacqueline. But she lost all the backbreaking businesses, or most of them. Lost control of the franchises. She had to move out of the house that she was renting. Was she renting it? Yeah. And now um, we're going to have to see all that play out because if there's one thing Bravo loves, it's uh, Housewives Fall from Grace. And so we're going to see that. And we're going to probably be lied to about all of it, but I'm going to watch it and watch every minute of it. Each week I'm going to watch Mia's uh, whole thing crumble. And then we're going to find out the week after that uh, one thing we learned the previous week was a lie because that's the pattern with Mia and I love it. Then Robin, she says, her title card is Robin never got around to a prenup. She got married. And then this is when we find out that whole thing is the whole wedding thing. I mean, I'm not happy with Robin, and I just know. I haven't talked to anyone, but I just know Bravo's pissed. Got to do all that extra work. There's no way Bravo's happy about this. And then don't save some shit for your Patreon. Honestly, I actually think maybe this should uh, spark Bravo to say no podcast, no Patreon to the Housewives. Because uh, it's just, we shouldn't take away from the TV show. The TV show is the main thing. And I say this as an audience for these shows, that we love these shows. And so we want to see the life play out on the show. Now, occasionally things will happen in between seasons and the off season or or something that maybe they can't show the whole story on the show or their legal situation. They have to cut stuff from the episodes. But when it comes to something like this, that should be on the show and at the very least should be discussed at the reunion. If you don't want it to be main season storyline, you could still tell Andy at the reunion what the situation is. The fact that you're hiding it is no good. And then putting it on a Patreon page, which we love Patreon. Again, we love Patreon page. But it's for the housewives, I don't know. I think we need to, we need to get rid of this podcast industrial po- complex uh, of the housewives because I don't want all these storylines being given away on the podcast. And they all have one now. Every single housewife's got the podcast. And I say that as someone recording a podcast currently. Uh, but I just think maybe they need to be stopped. Maybe that maybe there needs to be a law in place when they sign the contracts. Like, guess what? You can't have your own Patreon page because we can't have this mess again. And I wouldn't be surprised if that going forward we get that because there's no way they're happy about it. Anyway, next week or soon we're getting the three-part reunion. They might be off for this. Are they off for the Super Bowl? Are they off so that everyone could go see 80 for Brady? Sally Field. <laughs> Hopefully that's... Um, that's why they're off next week. But the three-part reunion, Andy calls it epic in the trailer for the reunion. We see Jacqueline there, and she's doing the smoking gun about Mia's businesses. 
and then Gordon reveals that he didn't penetrate somebody. I think they're talking about Jacqueline, but who knows? Andy confronts Jizzy about her storylines. Uh, Chris says he lost some business and stuff because of Jizzy telling him that he's flirting or whatever. And then Ray is confronted about blue eyes. Ray's on that stage. Uh, and then Cha-Cha's there too. Cha-Cha and Ray show up. And Mia says that Wendy, I think, had sex with Peter. I don't know. And then they end with the um, talking about Michelle Obama. I'm excited. I'm excited for the three. But now this feels like an epic three part union because that Salt Lake City reunion, you guys. I didn't think that was very epic. I mean, they need to fix that show. They need to fix it, and I'm I'm confident they will. I know some people aren't as confident about it, but I do feel with Salt Lake City. Let's get into this. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I feel that they can come back from this. Now, in that second part of the reunion, they did shuffle off those friend ofs really quickly. And then they brought out the men in part two of the Salt Lake reunion. And the men didn't have nothing interesting to say. I mean, I was like, what are we even bringing them out for? They had to pay for their travel to get out to New York so that they can appear at this reunion, and then they brought nothing. And so I'm going to need them to step it up too, by the way. If they're going to be on camera, I'm going to need what are the Seth and the Justin and all of them. I step it up because Bravo literally had to pay for a plane ticket for them to get from Salt Lake City, Utah, over to New York City. And then they hop up on that stage and don't say nothing. The most boring men I've ever seen on a reunion. I'm like, even Ray looks more alive than the rest of you. And so they need to step it up. Uh, also at the reunion, I thought it was fascinating how Andy was like really grilling Meredith Marks. He was saying like, why were you so upset and you were taking glee? And I do, I think this is like a conspiracy theory going around that like Jen Shaw has stuff over people like Heather and Meredith and whatever. And I kind of believe it because it doesn't make, the Meredith thing especially doesn't make any sense to me. I always thought that Heather was ride or die for Jen, even though I found out in the interview that they were just friends right before the show started. Uh, but I, 
at least I felt like her stance was consistent. Although I disagreed with her writing for Jen so hard, I at least felt like it was consistent, but Meredith's was so inconsistent. It just felt, and I know Meredith, I, I thought she was spot on when she was saying like the mental health aspect that's why she was going so hard for Jen because no one, she, she doesn't want anyone to suffer that way. And I thought that was actually really wonderful of Meredith. Uh, but there still feels like there's so many inconsistencies there with, with Meredith's performance. And maybe it's just because that stuff happened kind of off the show or tangentially from the show. So we didn't see it play out. So it's hard to believe. So although I understood Meredith's reasoning behind it, I know something felt off about it to me. And I, w- I actually think it was wonderful of her to say, you know, I, I heard that Jen had been mentally not well. But then for her to say, like, I root for the underdog, I was just thinking, well, the underdog here in this situation would be the people, the elderly, who were tricked into giving their credit cards and losing all their money. Like, the, that's the underdog we should be rooting for. And so, I don't know, it was confusing. But I do think that they can come back. For, I'm, I think, and now the rumor is that Mary Cosby is going to be back. Mary, little girl Cosby is coming back to put them all in their places. Now, I've been saying that I kind of want Mary back, although she had her own problematic ways, Mary Cosby. I still feel like, um, I don't know, I kind of want to see it. Is that bad of me? I mean, look, we're complicated individuals, us Bravo audiences. And so, although Mary Cosby may be problematic, I kind of want to watch and see it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, that's uh, this week in Bravo News. Am I missing anything? I'm sure. I think Beverly Hills is starting to film soon, they're saying. An Orange County trailer is supposed to be coming soon-ish for next season, which I hear is really great. I hear it's really great. Uh, Ultimate Girls Trip, did you see the season four? There was this big controversy with Caroline and Brandy, and it was reported in People Magazine that Brandy had made some allegedly made some advances towards Caroline and maybe somebody else. And so there's some stuff going on there that's very upsetting. And uh, hopefully that's all worked out. And, you know, I it's never okay to just invade someone's space. And I don't know. I think on these shows, it's an interesting dynamic because these shows, yes, are supposed to be documentary style, right? We're supposed to be uh, purveyors of what's going on with these women in their lives and their relationships and everything. But at the end of the day, they are also coworkers. So you have to be careful. You can't violate your coworkers. So I think it's hard to really know the details of that situation. And uh, so we'll have to wait and see how the details of it, because right now it's just sort of speculation. There was that people thing, but there were sources that were unnamed. And I, I've heard things that happen and it's all very upsetting. Uh, but, you know, they're coworkers at the end of the day. You cannot... You gotta be. You cannot do that, coworkers. You can't invade their space, or and I don't. Know, we'll see it all play out. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Love you all so much for listening. Uh, we have an interview with Dolores from the Real House in New Jersey coming this week. I'm also scheduled to do a crossover with Bitch Sesh, who we love, and uh, so I'm very excited about that. So stay tuned to the podcast feed. And I love you all so much for listening. I get those tickets to the live show. And um, if you want, I mentioned Patreon. I do the Sex and the City recaps over there. So we're on season three now. We just hit season three of Sex and the City. And I have a good time recapping that show. So if you're interested in those, more importantly, uh, the Patreon page really is just a great way to support this podcast. But love you all and stay safe. Bye-bye.